I was working as a sales director and I was building up businesses from bottom and was really, really good at connecting with people and generating businesses and putting strategies into process and making them anchoring and making people feel that they were a very large part of it. But I was so sick and tired of being around managers that were so poor in their abilities to lead people. So I decided that I would leave. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. To join our community, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and receive these five free benefits. First, you get my risk reduction checklist I created from the lessons I've learned from all my guests. Second, you get my weekly email to help you increase your investment return. Third, you get a 25% discount on all ASTOTS Academy courses. Fourth, you get access to our Facebook community to get to know guests and fellow listeners. And finally, you get my curated list of the top 10 podcast episodes. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from ASTOTS Academy. And I'm here with featured guest, Ehrlich Nalo. Ehrlich, are you ready to rock? Totally. So happy to be on your podcast. I'm really happy to have you on, and I've really enjoyed our discussion that we've just had, and I'm looking forward to you bringing some of that to the audience, to the listeners. You can count on it. I, I <laughs> feel that. I can feel that. So let me introduce you to the audience. Ehrlich Nalo's specialty is empathetic dialogue and the work with clarifying and realizing dreams. As a holistic coach and mentor, Ehrlich helps people to encourage the joy of life and find themselves. The energy is high, happy, and caring. Ehrlich is a good host, whether it's in a meeting, in a conversation, or in private. Because he is in close contact with his intuitive and empathetic sides, and often Ehrlich senses something happening or not happening in a room, which most people oversee and miss. And he's not afraid to act on those emotions. He also has a sense of creating business, leading people, providing service and experiences. He's an international bestseller, gives inspirational talks, and publishes podcast series. Ehrlich, take a minute and fill in further tidbits about your life. <laughs> Thank you so much for the amazing introduction, Andrew. My life is about dreams. It's about getting most out of life. And it's about making people aware of this amazing unutilized potential that the most of us are, are having just in front of us, but actually never, ever experience it. And, and I mean, when, when you reached out and asked me if I wanted to, to join your podcast, I, I immediately yes, just thought to myself, yes, of course. I mean, it's all about courage. And it actually takes lots of courage to, to tap into dreams because most people are so unconscious in the way they live their life. And most people know everything about the things they do not want, the things they don't dream of, the things that's not making them happy, the things that's not generating energy. But it's actually quite difficult for a lot of people to turn that around to figure out what is my dreams? What is it that makes me happy? And what is it that dream generates energy? And uh, this, is, this is the story of my life. This is what I'm trying to, to make a difference in the world from. And just curious, before we get into the big question, is it that people can't visualize what their potential is or they can visualize it and they just don't have the courage to, to go, go get it. What do you think? 
You know, Andrew, I mean, in my experience, I've, I've had more than 5,000 hours of mentoring one-to-one with everything from, from top politicians, top CEOs on an international scale, and, and to teenagers, middle management and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm seeing a clear pattern here. And I see that most people are either stuck in the past or they're waiting for the future, but they're missing out on the present moment. And I think this is the challenge. I mean, if, if we are stuck with the stories that we've somehow gained on our life path, telling ourselves, that's not going to happen to me. I don't think you're able to do something like that. Or we constantly are waiting for, when I get my bonus, that will make me happy. When I, I find my future wife, that's going to change everything. I mean, we constantly need to have something else present. Instead of actually just putting focus into what do we have right now and what can I build from, from that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the answer to, to why, I mean, we, we are not if reflective enough and then there's the other part as well. So for the listeners out there, stop for a moment and think about what you have right now. What you have right now is enough to begin the journey of realizing your dreams. There's more that you'll learn and there's more that you'll need to learn, but you have enough right now. I also kind of, you remind me of a book I always read when I feel the pressures of life and it's called Practicing the Power of Now. And that book, for any of the listeners who have not listened to it, I I like to listen to it. I also have it up on my bookshelf and it's practically falling apart for the number of times that I've gone through it. Sometimes in the middle of the night when I can't sleep and I feel a lot of pressures happening. Sometimes, you know, when when the coronavirus whole madness happened and I felt scared about what am I going to do and how are we going to survive in our businesses and all that. I went to that book and that book basically recentered me to say, at this moment, right now, I'm okay. And I think that you know, talks to the bit to the point that a lot of times we miss the moment today that we have. So that's what you reminded me of. I mean, the only thing there is is now. And I just said that, and now it's in the past. <laughs> and now I said that, and that is, that is in the past. And this is the thing. I mean, it's amazing what we can do if we actually start to appreciate what's right here right now. And I'm completely convinced that everything happens for a reason. And of course, when I, I read the other day about that an old friend of mine, his, he's just lost his, his son, and I think he's like eight or nine years old to cancer. And I mean, I was devastated on his behalf and his, his family's behalf. And of course, that challenges me significantly in my belief that everything happens for a reason. But nevertheless, when I see in my own path and all the paths of people I work with, I mean, when is it that we learn the most? It's not when things are shiny and pink and perfect. It's when we go through a stage of metamorphosis and really drag ourselves by and through a nightmare. And we get to the point where we think, oh my God, I'm going to lose everything that I've gained. That's the moment where things change. And I think it's, it's incredible as well for my own life to experience these things when you really think, oh my God, I'm going to hit rock bottom. I never hit rock bottom. I experienced mm-hmm. suddenly something huge that's opening up that I haven't been able to see because I've been too much focused in either the past or waiting for the future. Mm. Well, that's a lot to digest. And I know for the listeners out there, 
focus on today, focus on the things that happen, happen for a reason. And what can we, how can we grow from this? Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstance leading up to it and tell us your story. So the circumstances that brought me to my worst investment was that I had 13 years in the IT industry and I was very, very successful. I was working as a sales director and I was building up businesses from bottom and was really, really good at connecting with people and generating businesses and putting strategies into process and making them anchoring and making people feel that they were a very large part of it. But I was so sick and tired of being around managers that were so poor in their abilities to lead people. So I decided that I would leave and I would do something different with my life. And that brought me to the dream of my life, which is what's thriving me forward every single day, which is the dream of changing the world to a better place where we actually get more insightful people to make them much more realize what they want, make them realize that how huge an impact we have on our outcome on our, you know, of our own life when we actually start to understand more about who we are instead of just knowing what we are. And now I've been doing that for the last 10 years. And my worst investment to get to that point is that I sacrifice everything inside of myself to actually do so. And in the bottom of my heart, I'm a philanthropist. I mean, if money was not an issue, I would never ever charge a single dollar for what I do because I so much love every time I'm, I'm having the opportunity to actually make an impact on people. But when I look back for the last 10 years, I would definitely have had a completely different kind of, of financial foundation if I, if I would have stayed in, in the IT industry. Because, I mean, when, when you start to talk about love in a, a cooperative uh, environment, people start to look at you as you are pretty strange. When you talk about the importance of bringing your heart to work and making people realize and leaders realize that the majority of employees, they actually leave their heart at home. And what does it actually mean to bring your heart to work? I mean, the journey of making people realize that people connect with people, not just roles and roles. And the journey to understand that whole people create whole companies, which is my philosophy, is an, a never-ending journey where I'm constantly walking on thin ice, not knowing, am I going to fall through this or will I actually succeed? And that, of course, is, is something that drives me every single day, but of course, every single day. But often I ask myself, is this going to be my worst investment ever? It makes me happy on a personal level, but financially, Definitely, it's going to be, sometimes it's a challenge. <laughs> so how would you describe the lessons that you've learned from this journey? You know what, Andrew? I think when we start to realize what freedom is, we also start to realize that it has, of course, to do with money. And on the other hand, it has nothing to do with money. Because having the liberty to decide what I will do with my time to say, yes, when you reach out, would you like to be a part of my podcast? And I'm able to completely free say yes, because I can prioritize my own time. That gives me the biggest and most fulfilling feeling of freedom. Mm. Sitting on a bench, looking over the ocean gives me a fantastic feeling of freedom. But on the other hand, the feeling of, of 
freedom by sitting in a plane flying to Bangkok last year in January also mm. gives me the feeling of freedom. So I think it's very important, not just for me, but for everybody to ask ourselves. I mean, behind every single dream, the root is the feeling of feeling free. Because when you ask people, if you, if you would win $100 million, what would you do? The majority of people would say, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to travel. Quitting my job is about, we're probably doing the wrong thing because it definitely does not make you happy. If I were win 100 million euros tomorrow, I'm going to continue doing whatever I'm doing. I'm not going to change anything because I love what I do. Mm. Go traveling is also about coming away, going away from, from wherever you are and experience something new, which is again connected on a long journey, but back to the feeling of feeling free. And this is the aspect of the learning from this. And, and then, of course, you need to sacrifice. I mean, money is not an issue depending on the amount of, of expenses that you, you're carrying in your, your luggage. And I think, I mean, expectations from others or assumed expectations from others are very often the things that is actually generating the expense level that people surround them with. Mm. Mm. I've been looking away as we're talking because I'm taking lots of notes. So maybe I'll summarize a few things that I take away based upon what you said. The first thing is at the beginning of the conversation, you, you talked about this idea that, you know, we kind of, it's like, it's like we know what we don't like, but we don't know what we could like. And sure. I always say that this is the reason why people ask me, you know, why are you so happy in your life and you're doing what you love? It's because I always tell people, because I quit. Because the only thing I could really understand definitively was what I was doing. And once I came to the conclusion that it wasn't what I wanted to do, I knew that definitively. And then I just walked away and said, there's got to be something else. But if somebody asked me, well, how can you walk away if you don't know what that other thing is? I thought, that's irrelevant. Once I've determined that this thing is not the right thing, why would I continue doing it? So that's the first thing I wrote down. And then the second thing I wrote down was the, you know, you're, I'm just quoting what, exactly what you said. So much love. You know, the idea of, I just respect the fact that you're bringing out that love and trying to bring it out to the world and trying to show the world. You even have, I think you even have a little heart I saw earlier in your hand. There it is. There's a beautiful there little, little heart. But I just uh, appreciate the fact that you, you said those words, so much love, like bringing so much love to work. The next thing I wrote down is that, you know, freedom has a cost. You want to go out and do it? I mean, I, I do my own business and guess what? I have to suffer the consequences of my bad decisions. And I can tell you, when I worked at Citibank, I didn't have to. If myself or someone else made bad decisions, ah, it just keeps going. And there's a lot of comfort to know that if I had a bad week or a bad month, lost someone in my family, and I wasn't really contributing, it's not gonna kill me. But if you're on your own and you, know, you got your freedom to do your own thing, the cost of that can be very high. And the other thing I thought about too, as I thought about you know, your story and your, your situation is that I also think that, uh, I had a young intern ask me a while ago after she followed me for a while, I said, and you know, worked with me for a while with a bunch of other interns, she says, do you ever lose confidence? And I said, you know, I don't really lose confidence in myself. I, I know I can make it through anything. I've been through so much. I said, but I do worry that the people around me 
lose confidence in me or in my dream. And that's where I talk about the concept of runway. A lot of times with a startup company, we say you got to have a lot of runway, which means cash. But there's an emotional runway for the people that we bring along on our dreams, whether that's a wife or a husband or that's other people at work. And it just made me think about, you know, how it's really important to strike that balance and make sure you get lift off with your idea because people are depending on you and you need that. If you don't get that support, you know, you're not going to get there. So I wrote down a lot of things and talked about any, anything you would add to that. I realized some years ago that there's three things that needs to be present for dreams coming true. It's courage, it's resilience, and it's energy consciousness and awareness. Because if we don't find the courage, we will most likely never get started. And every time we doubt, and trust me, I mean, I never doubt myself. And it totally resonates what you just said. I, I sometimes doubt that people will lose their faith in me, that they, they actually will never understand what it is that I'm trying to explain them. And that requires resilience. And for the people who are closest to me, what they admire me the most for is my resilience. Because every time I go low, I go high afterwards. Mm. And that requires resilience. And then the energy consciousness. I mean, energy is what brings, brings us from A to B. Going to laws of physics, that will, it will confirm that, that, that we are so much depending on energy. And if we do not carefully distribute our energy in those three aspects, courage, resilience, we will never, ever be able to actually go along with the process and thereby the dream just goes into something that we thought and then it was just a brief thought that just disappeared. Hmm. So let me ask you, based upon what you learned from this story and your own experience, I want you to think about that young man or woman out there who's dreaming big dreams. They're going through their ups and downs. What one action would you recommend that they take to avoid suffering the same fate or the same struggle? I love the quote, everything is possible. The impossible just takes a little bit longer time. Patience. Patience is, is a part of resilience. And really to close your eyes and feel, sense, is this right for me? I mean, dreams is, is something you, you, of course, you can think of a dream, but you can much more feel a dream. And if you can feel the fire burning inside of you every time you go close your eyes and you go close your eyes and it goes to a desired state, you are visualizing the moment where the dream materializes. If you can feel that the body is burning in every single cell of positive energy and it, you actually get so overwhelmed that you're so close of bursting into tears, then you know it's the right thing for you. Mm. And every time you get the doubt, that's the feeling you should search back into just to confirm to yourself, this can happen. At the same time, we need to be aware of this present day to day. So I don't believe that if you want to climb Mount Everest, you should still celebrate when you climb Mount Blanc. But that does not change the fact that you could still dream about climbing on the top of Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. It's just so important that you find steps towards the realization of the dream and appreciate it and love the moment where that will materialize. And that might be starting from the bottom, but mm -hmm. it will still bring you to the top.
you know, talking about the energy, the, the energy that, that you get from your dream. And, you know, for the listeners out there, if you're not getting energy from your dreams, you know, take some time to revisit those dreams. Think about our youth when we did dream and, you know, try to find those dreams. I mean, I just think about recently, I have a course, the Valuation Masterclass, and basically I'm doing a major upgrade to it. And I would say we're talking about 700 hours of work in the last year and a half between myself and my team to take this to absolutely world-class level. I can see it. And I explained to my team that, you know, I think about like a hockey puck, something a little bit smaller than a hockey puck that's like a magnet. And I can visualize it on my head. And I can visualize the opposing magnet on the wall as my target. And every time I get away from it, I just get pulled back to it. And last night I was, you know, I woke up 3.30 in the morning and thought, I can complete this 700 hours of work this morning. And I just couldn't help but get up early, make my espresso, get in and work on it and just complete that 700 hour journey. But I had to have that desire and that passion and that love and that energy all the way through to get to this point. But I just tell that story because I want everybody who's listening to know, you know, you have a right, you have a, you know, you have an opportunity to find that dream, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be what someone else's dream is, whether that's about what you bring to your family or whatever. Find that dream and use this discussion with Ulrich this morning and today as you listen to this to make sure that you start to pursue that. In a few weeks, I'm gonna, um, I just published my new book, which is called The Energy Path, The Art of Leading with Love. And that's going to be published in English in, in a few weeks as well. It's just been published in Danish. And it's going to be available on www.energy-path.com. But that, that explains exactly how we should work with dreams. I don't believe in strategy. I believe in dreams. Why? Because we, when we look backwards, strategies has just failed. And we've been miserable in implementing and making people understand the importance of why we should change and why we should actually do something different, which basically strategy is. And I do believe that it's because we are so much emotionally driven as people. And a dream is an emotion. It's, a, it's something that we feel. And when we feel it, we can relate to it. And when we can relate to it, we put our heart into it. And then things completely mature in a different way. Just exactly as you described with your magnet. Mm. And, and I do believe this is the future. The future is that people want to be led as people. And we need to connect human to human, not just role to role. Yeah, that's a great message for the listeners out there, too, is the idea. A lot of people try to take some comfort in building a strategy, you know, sitting down and making the strategy and all of that stuff. And in the modern world of MBAs and management, we're taught about all this strategy. But the fact is, if you don't have a powerful dream and vision for people to get excited about and to, to follow, no great strategy is going to get you there if the place that you're going isn't empowering and full of energy. So that's how I interpret what you said. I fully agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Oh, Andrew, I miss so much traveling. I, I miss so much being in the international environment. I used to do a lot of keynote speaks and workshops for international companies around the world. And I would love to come to, to Bangkok, meet with you or, or other companies around the world to really make them 
release the unutilized energy that are just waiting to be released and the potential that's in people and in companies that are unutilized is enormous. And right now, the reboarding of people, the bringing energy back and bringing people back has, I mean, there's two sides of that story. I mean, either you fail miserably, or if you tell the story right, you can actually succeed by creating one of the strongest environments and foundations for the future. And my dream is definitely to, to get as many people to, to read my book and as well to, to go out and, and, and make people much more conscious and to, to generate energy and, and love in people and companies for the next year. That's Fantastic. My Fantastic. And we'll have the links to all of this and all of the different ways of getting in touch on the show notes. So listeners, there you, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. My number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, reduce risk and increase return in your life. To achieve this, I've created our community at myworstinvestmentever.com and I look forward to seeing you there. As we conclude, Ulrich, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of Ace Dots Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment do you have any parting words for the audience? It's been just absolutely a pleasure to share my story and, and stick with the dream because, again, everything is possible. The impossible just takes a little bit longer time. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth and also our health. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.